Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Outtakes. Today's show is Tammy Weston's interview with Carol Ida White. Carol is best known for her character of Big Rosie, who was first seen as a nemesis to Laverne and Shirley during the second season in the episode Bachelor Mothers. Carol has made guest starring appearances on such programs as Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, The Love Boat, Beverly Hills 90210, The Wayan Brothers, and Profiler. She appeared on several game shows, including The $20,000 Pyramid, She's continued to appear in small roles in films over the years, including Falling Down, The Witches of Eastwick, Grand Canyon, and The Fabulous Baker Boys. She appeared in the 2006 independent film Wannabe. Her famous father is character actor Jesse White, remembered as the Maytag Man. She continues to work in stand-up, doing guest appearances, and can currently be seen in the two popular web series, Child of the 70s and Good Vibrations. Carol, thank you uh, for joining me today. Um, I've been a fan of your work for many years. Uh, Your career has spanned television, stage, screen, and now to add to it uh, a stand-up routine and uh, two successful web series, um, Child of the 70s and Good Vibrations. Right. Is that something new that you have, or is that something you have tried before? the uh, stand-up and uh, web series? Well, uh, stand-up, I (laughs) tried before, way back in 1973. In 1972, when the Comedy Store, the original Comedy Store opened in Hollywood, uh, I worked with the improv group, the Comedy Store Players, for a year, and loved that atmosphere. When that group disbanded, uh, Mitzi Shore, who owned the comedy store, she said, Carol, do stand-up, do stand-up. So I I tried it once, believe it or not, and uh, that was all I could tolerate. Um, It's funny, I don't have any issue doing improv, making it up as I go along in an improv setting. Stand-up was completely new, and it really is completely new for me. But um, making people laugh is what it's about, and I don't know, I seem to have, that seems to have been my role in this life, so I yes, why not? And, <laughs> and oh, I'm sorry, a web series. Uh, yeah, how, web, how has that so differed I, from anything you've done before? Well, it is... Um, course it's in a new media uh this is you know i've only had a computer since 1997 which is actually a long time ago for most people but uh it seems like this internet is just becoming more and more powerful and a lot of people actually say that the internet will be the new television. I know a lot of people who don't even watch TV anymore 
They don't like commercials, so they watch their favorite shows on the Internet. Well, with the advent of social media, these web series have become very, very popular, and I've been very lucky to be asked to be in uh, not just the two you mentioned, but, but others that have gone nowhere. But the difference is that they're very casual. They're they're made for very little money. The atmosphere is much more relaxed because you don't have big corporations uh, behind them, you know, pushing for time and, you know, mm-hmm. make money and advertising. Anyway, they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're very relaxed and they're done on a shoestring budget, which means not very much money can be made and get an awful lot of exposure. So yeah, they've nice. been uh, very successful, and I've enjoyed, really enjoyed your work. In, um, I haven't had a chance to see Good Vibrations yet, but, boy, I've really, really enjoyed your work. And those of other really great veteran actors um, in Child of the 70s, it's a really funny oh. show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've had a blast for four seasons doing this crazy show and they pull in all these actors from the 70s that were popular on TV shows in the 70s so it's great to work with you know some of the really popular actors from that period so um, here I am still in show business (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you are perhaps best known for Laverne and Shirley uh, which is one of my personal favorites um, you were one of my favorite characters, still are one of my favorite characters on the show. You and Penny had a really great bantering chemistry. How do you how did you come to play Rosie in the first place, and what did you some of your experiences uh, with the cast and working with Gary Marshall? Well, um, when I got out of high school. Um, I went into a comedy improv group with a great character actor named Harvey Lembeck. He he was a regular on Phil Silver's Sergeant Bilko's show, and he taught a comedy improv workshop. From this workshop came John Ritter, Robin Williams, uh, Penny... Um, me, uh, many, many, Al Molinaro from Happy Days. So Gary used to come down and watch the group. I worked with Penny doing improv. You know, we'd meet every Monday night. And that's how I got to know the Marshalls through this Harvey Lembeck comedy workshop, which, by the way, still exists today. Harvey's daughter, Helene, runs the workshop now. Uh so Laverne and Shirley came on mid-season. Now shows come and go all year long. It's not quite like it used to be, but Laverne and Shirley came on mid-season as an extension of Happy Days or a spinoff of Happy Days. And actually the pilot was made with Penny and another actress, a different actress, and then when the series, they made a pilot, and then they did the episode on Happy Days with 
Cindy Williams and Penny. And boy, that went over like gangbusters. Everybody loved that. So then they they used Cindy Williams as Shirley. And as I say, they came on mid-season. Now, I came on mid-season not as Big Rosie Greenbaum, but as a tough girl. My character was a raunchy girl in pool hall or something like that, a tough girl in pool hall. And Penny and I, Shirley and Laverne, come down to this pool hall on blind dates, and then I'm there, and I get into a fight with Penny. Well, Gary decided, Gary and Penny and the powers that be decided that they wanted someone for for Penny to fight with, not Shirley. So Laverne and Shirley could team up together against the adversary, and I was chosen to be that adversary. So when the first full season started, I came back as Big Rosie. And um, that was it. It was really, uh, uh, you two really, really played uh, great off of each other. What techniques did you guys use? Was it just natural that you knew each other's movements? Because there was a lot of physical Uh, comedy between you two. You know what? I'll tell you, the writers on that show were so great. The minute they saw my character, Big Rosie, bimbo with the bucks, they just knew how to write (laughs) these episodes funny. And... Uh, you know, DeFazio and Greenbaum, you know, I don't know. It was like a natural chemistry that these two characters uh, were were at each other all the time. And they they thought of so many different ways for us to, to battle, to get in fights, for there to be jealousy. And uh, so it was really, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, you have given me many, many years, and I'm sure I know tons of others, uh, hours of laughter. <laughs> with Thank you so much. Really, really. Um, you know, a lot of our listeners may not know, uh, but you come from a show business family. Uh, your I father do. is the late, great, really great and brilliant character actor, Jesse White. Uh, Thanks. Best yeah, best known probably to audiences as the Maytag man, but he really does have a great career in uh, television. Um, television. Actually, he started on Broadway. He uh, did many plays, successful plays on Broadway, and in fact started his Hollywood career. Uh, they play called Harvey about the invisible rabbit, and that ran on Broadway for four years. And when they made it into a movie, they decided to use Jimmy Stewart as Harvey's pal. And they brought my dad out from Broadway to uh, to recreate his Broadway role in the film. And he went under contract with Universal and did many, many wonderful pictures with Big, big stars, uh, Gregory Peck and Esther Williams and William Holden and uh, Robert Mitchum and just, you know, I could go on. He he yeah. had a wonderful, wonderful career. And then, you know, actors, it's funny. 
we we work and then we don't work. And it's the curse of all actors. We finish a great job. The first thing we think is I'll never work again. <laughs> that's, that's all actors we think will never work again. And then the phone rings and the agent says they want you and we're off to the races again. But with my dad, he went from, he was also, before he came to Hollywood, he was in early television, the beginnings of television that came out of New York, and they weren't taped. They, they Well, they were taped, uh, and and today they're on something called kinescopes. That's what they saved these things on. A- anyway, so he started in television. He was on... Th- he was on two series at the same time, one with Ann Southern called Private Secretary, where he played a character named K.G. Calhoun. That was for five or six years. And then he was on a show with Danny Thomas called Make Room for Daddy. And that ran for five or six years. So he was playing two different characters on TV at the same time. And then in the 60s, Stan Freeberg, a brilliant brilliant mind, comedy mind, uh, started creating funny comedy commercials. And who does he call first my dad? So my dad started doing commercials, and he was one of the first popular actors to start doing comedy commercials. And first it was with Stan for Chunking Chow Mein, and I can't remember. it was when I was a little girl, so I can hardly remember, but then... He went with Maytag, and he was with Maytag as the original lonely Maytag repairman for 25 years, and that's where today's audiences mostly know him from. But, you know, his, uh, in my opinion, his uh, comedic timing and your own are, again, in my own opinion, perfect. Um, which is really rare, I think, that you can find that natural talent. What did you... Um, what did you take from him? Or, you know, did he, what was his feelings about you wanting to become an actress? (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to become an actress when I was about, I don't know, six years old, I'd say. I made my decision because he took me to the set one day at the Danny Thomas show, and there were, were kids on the show. Angela Cartwright was on, and Rusty Hamer and Sherry Jackson. They were three kids, and oh, my God, my dad was having so much fun with them. I said, hey, I want to do that. And he'd say, no, no, you got to wait till you're seven. And then I'd be seven. He'd say, no, no, wait till you're eight. And so I started doing Sunday school plays, plays in high school. Um, when I was in the sixth grade, I wasn't very popular, to tell you the truth, and I always wanted to go to the boy-girl parties. And I remember I went to my first party, and all the girls were talking, the popular girls were talking in the bathroom, and I wanted to come in and talk with them. And one of the girls said, oh, let Carol come in. She's funny. Bing, bong, the little light bulb lit up. Oh, I'm funny. Okay, that's my ticket to the party. I'm funny. And then... It just was kind of a natural thing with me. I'm, you know, I guess I'm just sort of funny. I can't really <laughs> explain it. But, what did you, uh, did you, what advice did you take from your dad? Um, he said, always be yourself. Um, just 
be professional, show up on time, know your lines, and always let them say, oh, that Carol White, she's she's a nice girl, you know. He He just wanted me to be myself and, you know, that I'd, I'd get where I'm going best by just being myself. And that's uh, the advice I took from him, and I'm grateful for it. And I guess just being around him and seeing, you know, seeing his humor, you know, we'd be sitting at the dinner table, and so funny, he'd, he'd say, could you pass the ketchup pen? He'd say, you know, that reminds me. I saw an old man today, and he'd be he was in, and he'd start telling the story. And me and my sister, my we were just little children, and we'd be looking at him, not realizing he was telling a joke. We're looking and listening like he's really telling us something. Then he'd give the punchline. We'd be staring at like, what the heck just happened? And he'll say, you know, I say, well, we, we wouldn't really realize he was telling a joke, but he was always giving a story, a joke, I guess that's where I got it. That's where I got it from Jim. I can see it. It's, oh, you've had a very successful career on that and something I'm sure that he was very proud of and you can be very proud of. Thank you, honey, and he was very proud of me, I'm happy to say. Yeah. Good. What is your favorite thing about acting and what is your least favorite thing about acting? Hmm. Well, my favorite thing is, I suppose, really delving into human behavior. Uh, I truly believe that artists are the leaders of society. Now, you might say, well, Big Rosie, what kind of leader was she? But in that case, I hope I gave people laughter. And that is so important in this very serious world we live in mm-hmm. and troubled world but uh, my mm-hmm. favorite part of acting is creating the character rehearsing um, working with other fine actors directors the you know not all we don't every job we do isn't academy award-winning material but actors have to work we do the best we can with the material they're given uh, I just, I just love it. I love the art of acting, and my least favorite thing is the long time, occasionally between jobs, um, when you know negative people on the set, and you know there's negativity everywhere. Someone will walk up to you and say, "Oh, is that what you're wearing in the scene?" And then all of a sudden you can't remember. <laughs> lines and you scold so I've learned how to protect my talent on the set and when I sniff negativity around or any kind of jealousy that goes on I I say thank you for for sharing and then I hightail it away so negativity in the business in the business about the business and I don't really like paparazzi because I'm one of these people goes out in their trench coat and underneath are my pajamas and sometimes I have to run to get milk and if I see someone with camera, it's torture. What advice would you give to young and even older um, beginning in the business or who have 
been in this business and just feel like giving like up. They're not. Yeah, wanting, they're wanting to give up. It is a very, very cutthroat business, and what you yeah, have just no. said is really just uh, you hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you the truth. Um, a very wise teacher mentor said to me, Richard Lawson is is uh, my current mentor that I'm working with. He says, dreams do not have an expiration date. Oh, I and, love it. Right? And there, when you decide what you want to do, you just take the steps to get there. And it involves going to class, getting in with good actors, getting in with a teacher who applauds your minor victories, who applauds growth and is not there to tear you down because that's what the business does, you know. There's so much rejection in the business. I say get with a supportive community where you can act in theater. And you know what? You don't have to act professionally. There's wonderful regional theater, small theater, and acting is acting, and the joy is there whether you're getting paid for it or not. Look, I do these web series. I love them, working with especially young, young artists, directors, writers, actors. They're full of enthusiasm, and that's who you want to surround yourself with, people who support your dreams, people who say, go for it, go for it, go for it, because everyone says, oh, it's so hard. Oh, what are you doing? Are you making any money? You have to salute those people and say, "Be supportive or stay out of my way." You know, I can't. I can't mm-hmm. take the. I got to surround myself with positive people, people who support your dreams. Mm-hmm. And like, I, there's no expiration date on dreams. If you want to be an actor, find find a group, read plays, put them up. There's so much joy in it so much joy there is there is carol i want to thank you so much for sharing all of your stories and your wisdom with us um again i've been a fan for since the 70s <laughs> and uh, here you have been you have brought me great great joy and laughter and doubled over laughter and i always believe it's uh, it's secure for everything, in my opinion. <laughs> That's it. Laughter is very healing. So, and I yes. want to thank Sammy for having me on your show. I wish you continued success. And follow your dreams, kid. Please like the Outtakes Facebook page at Outtakes on Blog Talk Radio. Follow Outtakes on Twitter at Laurie's Outtakes. Until next time.